0: Welcome to Altered State of Affairs, the podcast with Gerald Kazimov, produced by the team at Source. This is season two, Reach for the Stars. Reach for the Stars, the much anticipated second installment in the Altered State of Affairs series is now available on Amazon. Visit geraldkazimov.com for more articles, podcast episodes, and links to some of the author's favorite local and indie bookstores. I was telling someone about what you're doing now and how you just came out with a second book. And then they asked about your career and what you had done. And then you were a dentist, sold your business, you retired, you became a writer. And I think, and you could speak to this because you've seen, you've, you know, generations, baby boomers, all this. There's these assumptions, even when I was coming out, maybe in high school, of what type of jobs people should seek out right? Careers, I should say, that you would go into this career and you would stay in that career and that would be your career and that would be it. And then you would stop one day, get the gold watch, move on, retire, all that. And you could take this however you want, but like speaking to say younger generations, grandchildren, have you seen a major shift? And I think you have, at least personally, with how careers are viewed, right? Like 10 years ago, being a YouTuber, is just a weird concept. Even a few years ago, people were having a hard time with it. And there's just a lot of opportunities. And I'm not saying you have to be a content creator. I'm just saying there's generations have gone by where say like you go to school, you become a doctor, you become a lawyer, you become a teacher, you what have you. And you heard people say that. And now it's changed and you're living proof of that. And at this part of your career where your career is, you're a writer, right? Like this isn't just like something that you just made up. Like that is what you do. But speaking to it from like, your perspective. And perhaps when you do it, you could be talking to grandkids and different future generations or current, like the young generation. Like, what do you think of that when I bring that up?
1: Well, I think it's very true. Roles have changed. Morays have changed. You know, when I was growing up, we were dealing with Vietnam War. People had to stay in school. They had to qualify for, if they didn't want to go fight in the trenches or get drafted, they They had to have certain requirements in education. So that certainly played a role. And then even aside from that, there was always this stigma. It was almost like you were in barriers. Well, what do you do? What do you do? Who are you? You What do you call yourself? And there was no such thing as an entrepreneur back then, or at least there was no name for one. So things have changed dramatically and young people now. Uh, especially post-pandemic, see the fact that they don't want to be stuck in a uh, cubicle for eight hours a day. They want to do what they want to do. They want their cubicle to be the world, and there's so many opportunities out there. I mean, even uh, going to college is not a necessity anymore. I mean, I sort of morphed into this because of my interests and what I like to do, but going back in my previous life as a dentist, I always broke barriers. You know, I never wanted to do the established type of dentistry where, you know, it was a single practitioner model. I wanted to break the barriers, break the mold, go against what was being taught in schools in the sense of establishing a group and all this stuff. And, you know, I went against the grain. And now it's just the opposite. Everybody's doing now what I did 40 years ago. So that makes me feel good that I was going in the right direction. You know, I had a hard time, but in the end, it was great. But writing to me is just, a, it's enjoyment. It's the ability to use my mind and to explore. You know, the internet is relatively new in my life. i fascinated by what you can do with it. You know, imaging and research, the whole world's open. Yeah. And I think the best way to get it out is to use a written word, which I love to do. So here I am.
0: Yeah well, I could go a few different directions. Maybe I'll start with this one. When you bring up writing, that in, you had referenced it in an ebook we have, and I wrote about how blogging's not dead, or they say blogging's dead, but it's actually not. And writing's not, you know, I, I think back <laughs> way before our time. I mean, writing's as old as time in some form or fashion. And no doubt, audio, video, like we're speaking to each other on video right now, There's all these other mediums, pictures, right? The the vibrancy of these pictures, like the pixel, it's, it's amazing what you can create now. At the same time, words haven't gone anywhere. They're not going anywhere. There's more competition for the words. Like We can listen to a book on Audible, right? But when we think about it, writing's not going anywhere. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon, no matter how big these other mediums get, because they can come and go. Whereas like even our video, I think about this, the video quality that we have versus what we had 20 years ago is incredible, right? Like um, it's yeah. just picture. It's like, you're almost there. It's going to somehow, I don't know how it's going to get better. There's oh, going to create something that's going to, but words, yes, I could read it on a better screen. The touch of the paper could be better, but at the same time, it's just words. Like however you read the words is like, that's how you read them the quality, and that could adjust to the new medium of like, you can read it on a Kindle, you can read it on an iPad, or whatever the new device will be in the future. Words aren't going anywhere. The written word, I should say, is not going anywhere.
1: Written word, no, I mean, it goes back to the Bible, goes back to the Ten Commandments, and all the other stuff. People have been writing for thousands of years, and we find that's the way you establish history. That's the way we do research on you know, people that lived thousands of years ago, because they wrote things down even back then. And even though sometimes they weren't the Sanskrit and other complicated languages, but they even drew pictures, drew pictures of their family, their animals, their sacrifices. So we knew a lot about history from what these people did. And it's just an amazing thing. Now, everything is digital, and who knows what comes after digital? But When I look at at my life, I see a handful of photographs. And now, I mean, when I was a kid, now there are literally millions of images for our kids and our grandkids and sound bites and speaking. It's just amazing. So that's history. It's history in the making. And, you know, it's going on now with all these wars documented every second. It's updated.
0: Yeah. In with writing, you can write a novel. But I would imagine you probably took a lot of notes when you were practicing, when you were studying, when you were learning, when you were talking to people. I don't know if you wrote memos to your staff or if you knew, if you had people at your office that did. Because I think the writing aspect works across all industries, all jobs. Like I don't think the skill of writing either is going away.
1: Well, I think to substitute writing with the word communication. So, when you communicate, whether it's a written word or through speaking or something in digital, you're communicating. So, you know, the written word is just one form of it. You got to have the ability to communicate. And I saw where you were, you know, it could be in a message, it could be in a social media app, it could be all these other things I've never heard of, but it's a way to communicate with other people. And then there's nothing like being with a person and looking them in the eye, but all these other things work. And yeah, that's part of the new world.
0: Yeah. Someone is asking me, we just brought on, and you know, I let everyone know this. Like you use the word communication, like I want to see how you communicate in person, over the phone, over a video call, through emails, through text, through an article you write. I think communication's like one of the number one skills someone could have. So I don't know if you look back into to my first question and mixing it possibly with the writing and the communication, you know, as opposed to becoming a and honestly not to become a doctor or a dentist or a teacher or a lawyer or what have you or any of those things, but maybe it's more on like the skills that people could work at. Again, going back, looking, say, hey, younger generations, this is would be my advice of get good at these things. Is, are there things that come to mind? Possibly communication is probably one of them, but are there certain things that you would say that is a good place to spend some time and to focus and think about?
1: Well, I think uh, communication certainly is the over model for everything and there you break it down, but. I did make notes all through my career, and especially when we were developing our business. I wrote protocols for every procedure in the office. I wanted everything to be followed in this way, just like you have the ten points of a sale, the flow of the sale. I had the flow. I had a flow sheet for how to diagnose pain. For for certain things, people would come in and break it down. And uh, now that kind of thing is on medical computers, where you enter. 10 symptoms or history of a patient, they come up, you know, Watson comes up with a diagnosis. But in our office, everything was written. We had instructions for everything. There's no question that, you know, if you didn't follow this, then you were not going in the right direction. So yes, I loved writing. I loved being the one that was the writer. So I think it set me up for what I'm doing now, because it's really the same thing. It wasn't fiction, obviously. It was you know pure communication, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that aspect of it back then. yeah,
0: that's good. and And going back to that other part about the skills to be thinking about that you could be working on, I mean, obviously, to do that, to take those notes, there's the showing up, there's this consistency, there's these building these habits. But like what are those skills that you would look at to say, that's what I'm looking for in someone, because it's not always about like, what grade did you get or how did you score on this test versus that? You know, you're looking as someone who's bringing someone to your team, to your company to possess certain skills? Like, what would you look at for younger generations?
1: Well, I want anybody who's affiliated with anything I'm doing, I want them to be people-friendly. I want them to be able to relate to, in my case, patients, but also relate to other staff members. You know, I didn't want anybody to be belligerent, whether it was to the outside world or inside organization. But you can extrapolate and say, this is the way people should be with everything, whether they're looking for Chipotle or... You know, in a hospital, you've got to have that rapport with your surroundings and people. And if you can't do that, then maybe you should just be, find a place like in research where you don't have to communicate, where you're just communicating with DNA and stuff like that. And there are people like that that they would rather do that than have to be out trying to make an impression on your coworker or patient. So yeah, everybody's different. There are those that command respect and those that earn respect. And I'd rather have somebody that earns respect working in my organization rather than having to command respect because that's no good. So it takes time. It takes time to have to build a relationship, to build trust. And you can't order somebody to trust you. You've got to earn it. So I think these are the kind of traits I would want in a person in my organization.
0: Yeah, well, there's obviously self-awareness in that for that individual to say, I don't want to be in that organization because it's a two-way street to say, do you want to work at that company? Or to your point,
1: do you want to be in research? Well, that's great. And I respect a person that has the, you know, determination or, you know, tenacity to say that. I mean, that's not for me. Maybe I want to be in a closed door environment where I'm just in control of what I do every day in my little world. That's great. We need people like that. That's very important. But it's like trying to put a square peg in a round hole. You know, it doesn't work all the time.